What's up, fellow Zeros? Thank you for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that hopes this little incident hasn't put you off flying. I'm your host, Joe, and we're here to talk to you about Superman the movie. I brought with me two citizens of Otisburg. We've got sequel. The podcast that must not interfere with human history. And Corey. The single most important podcast since God talked to Moses. And that's our super short intro. <laughs> and before we get into stuff about Superman the movie, we're going to get into what we've been watching because we don't have correspondence this week. Boo. Boo. It's okay. <laughs> we're okay. I'm only hurt on the inside. Hey, Corey, what'd you watch? Uh, Timeless is back on. I watched Timeless. That was a... Um, that's the time travel show, right? Yeah, it's a time travel show. And it's... Okay, I guess. I just... Uh, you can stop if you want to. <laughs> I can't. I can't stop. <laughs> the fiancé wants to watch the show, so if I'm going to watch TV, gotcha. we're going to have any time, spend any of that like quality television time, I'm going to watch whatever the fuck she wants to watch. Sorry, that's... Joe, edit that out, maybe. Um, Does she listen? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it in bed, I don't care. So, uh, I also watched Runaway Jury. I love that movie. Oh my god. I don't I don't think I'd ever seen it before. And I, I want to say that has John Cusack. It does. Gene Hackman. Gene Hackman's Dustin in it. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman's in it. Who's yes. the girl? Uh, the girl from The Mummy. The new one? No, the original Mummy. Oh. Not the original Mummy. <laughs> <laughs> the Brendan original Fraser. Brendan Fraser Mummy. The first Brendan Fraser Mummy movie. Whoever his love interest Rachel. is. Weir, what, something? Weiss? Weiss. That sounds right. The one that was in Constantine? Uh, yes. Okay. I think it's Weiss. Yeah, I think it's Weiss. Yeah. Yeah. It's got a Z in it. Yes. I watched it because I was covering criminal justice classes, and that's what the teacher had them watching. Whoa. First choice movie for criminal justice should be 12 Angry Men. I yes, I think he had already gone through trouble. Then you remember. play it again. Yeah. <laughs> then you play the Tony Danza remake. But here's the funny thing. As I'm watching it, I'm like... This is kind of a play on Twelve Angry Men. Not really. A, a little bit. The just mummy? the fact that it's. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right no, just jury, the, right? sure. there's all there in the fact that there is one juror who's specifically trying to sway the rest of them. Yeah, but this deals with like jury tampering. Yes, and, yes, and it does. This is this is a little more in depth on the legal side of things. For and sure, but spoiler alert: the John, John, <laughs> John Cusack has an agenda the entire time. So. Oh yeah, which I that and that's what I was going to get into is the spoiler at the end of the movie. I fucking loved the way it ended. I like I was like, huh, that is so much better than the way that it has had it all been laid out. It does call into question one major plot line, which is why did she bother trying to... We'll talk about it off air. Jeremy Piven's in that also, right? Is he really? Ooh, yes. He's in a lot of movies with John Cusack, and by a lot I mean at least two. Who is he in this movie, though? Dustin Hoffman's like a associate prosecutor? Oh, he no, he's the guy, he's the um, the, the jury specialist? The jury specialist for Dustin Hoffman. Right. And Gene Hackman is the jury specialist for the NRA. Yeah, I, or what I, is essentially the NRA? I forget who the lawyer is. I thought it Jim was the lawyer. But no, uh, it's not. It's um some undescript actor. No, I, I think it's the guy who plays the senator in the original X Men movie. Joe, I don't remember that actor's name, but I know who you're talking. That about. guy. I'm pretty sure it's that guy. <laughs> he doesn't really play as. It's more about Gene Hackman than yeah. the prosecutor. But it was good. I I kind of enjoyed it. Um, Did you get to you got to watch the whole thing? 
Well, I had a lot of free periods that day. Nice. So I kept I'm watching. I'm going to borrow this DVD. Nope, I just sat there and uh, kept, it kept, on? kept going. There you go. And then I went back to whatever spot I had to go back to when the next class came it's in. It's a DVD. Yeah, it was great. What else have I been watching? I'll go. You tell us. <laughs> I'm trying to think if there was anything good. Um, you start Dirty John? What's that? Podcast, Dirty John. Oh, I have not started Dirty John yet. I went to download it, and I couldn't remember what it was called, and I was too embarrassed to ask Dirty him. John. Dirty John. You were embarrassed to ask me? Yeah. No, they were embarrassed. Never be embarrassed. Me. Never. I was just like... You can ask us anything, Corey. He I do just, not judge you guys. He, <laughs> he just Everyone told me the other day... Um, yeah, that's all I can remember that I've been watching. I feel like I had something else, but... It doesn't matter. Cool. It wasn't that important. I edited it a lot. Sequel, what'd you watch? I saw A Quiet Place last night. What? John Krasinski's A Quiet Place. He directed it also. Did he? Yeah. I didn't know that. I think he's directed quite a few movies now. I think that's, like, gonna be his thing. By quite a few, I mean at least one other one. (laughs) (laughs) He also said that after uh, directing his wife, Emily Blunt, he might retire because he's never gonna have a better experience directing. I think the other movie that he directed has Emily Blunt in it. I think also. it does, yeah. Yeah, and Anna Kendrick, but I don't know what the movie is. Ooh. And the only reason I know that is because Anna Kendrick and John Krasinski went head-to-head a lip-sync battle and they discussed it. Nice. Anyway, Quiet Place is really good, really well done. I like the fact that it's 98 minutes. That kind of... <laughs> I didn't know if I was going to go last night because I got out of work kind of late, but I'm like, oh, it's only an hour and a half. It's pretty good. No, it's like, it's probably the most anxiety I've ever felt watching a movie. I don't doubt that. Because everything is... It's not a silent film. Like, you hear, like... Do they talk at all? There are scenes where they talk. You hear footsteps. You hear, like, the wind blowing in the trees and, like, leaves rustling and footsteps. But, like, every single time you hear a loud noise, you're on the edge of your seat. And there's one scene in particular that I'm not going to spoil. You're like, how the hell are they going to get through this? <laughs> and it's, uh, it's, it's really good. It, it's worthy of all the praise it's getting. Good. I've... Uh, the, uh, he was on, um, it was either Fallon or Colbert, I don't remember which one, uh, Krasinski, doing, like, the standard late night show promotion yeah, of the movie. movie. And he was talking about how he was listening to, like, people's, like, were reading stuff on Twitter after people had seen the movie, and one of his favorite stories was that it was a guy and his girlfriend, and they got in the car they're driving, and the guy was just so tired of not hearing anything except, like, ambient sounds that he went to turn the radio on, and the radio was loud, and his girlfriend away was like, are you nuts? <laughs> <laughs> and I started smacking him, because it's that, it's it's also a very immersive movie where you feel like you're in it to an extent that, like, afterwards it's like, you kind of get startled by loud noises yes. for a little bit afterwards. Yeah, there's one annoying guy in a theater that's providing commentary, but, like, funny horror movie comedy. Don't like, go in there! <laughs> oh, hell no, you idiot! That doesn't spoil anything, but it was like, oh, you better turn that shit back on. <laughs> so it's worth it's worth going to say? Absolutely, yeah. Is it super scary? It's full of jump scares. Okay. So, like, I don't know, I don't, you're not going to have nightmares over it, but, like, um... If you have a heart condition, maybe reconsider. But it's well-designed for the jump scares, because everything's so quiet, so every time you hear a loud noise, oh, like, yeah. if the person next to me sneezed, I would have fucking jumped yeah. out of my seat. Like, well, I, um, I only ask because Pam hates horror movies and refuses to go see them with me. All right. So I need to know if I'm actually going to try to drag her to the theater or if I'm just seeing it by myself. Is it, I mean... There's different levels of horror movies. Like, this is a... 
technically this is a monster movie. Like, the mm-hmm. thing they're afraid of are creatures. So, if she's afraid of scary-looking creatures, then I wouldn't recommend it. I feel like she's more worried about ghosts. It's not a ghost story, so I think we'll be okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna go for it. Like, I'm not a big fan of, like, miss you. crazy psycho murder horror movies. Like, uh... Like, um... I don't like shit that could actually happen. I don't like movies oh, like that. I love every horror See, movie ever. I, like, the traditional slasher movies, like, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, Halloween, Friday yeah. the 13th, fine. But, like, Devil's Rejects and Hazard Thousand Oh, Four. my Can't God. Can't Nope. Hell's on Ice. Get out of here. I think that's more of a Rob Zombie problem. Well, Hell's, I mean, Rob Zombie does have problems. Well, the key to those two, Hell's on Ice he didn't do. No. But that, that that's like, there's people like... That out there and it bothers me. The Hills yeah. Have Eyes. I saw The Hills Have Eyes like my freshman year of college. I think it came out, so that would be two thousand and six, two thousand and seven ish. And I remember like walking out of the theater and being like, "Too much, <laughs> too much." The Hills could have used less eyes. <laughs> yeah, like the like the first like forty like not even half hour into the movie, there's like a rape scene. I'm just like, yeah, too much. No, too much. Like but yeah, that's what I've been watching. Joe, how about you? I watched two movies this week. I'm going to talk about the less good one first. I saw Chicago for the first time. Oh, really? So that was 2003? I think it was 2002. Was it? I thought I it was before. I'm not sure. Anymore. I don't remember. It's a year. It was early 2000s. Academy Award winner for Best Picture. <laughs> was it really? Yes. Yeah. Ew. Like, it wasn't a bad movie, but I don't care for the subject matter because they're all just shit people and things work out for them. Don't like it. Don't care for that. I'm also not a big musical guy, but it was okay. I don't like musicals on the screen. Like, if I go to a play, like, I, I find I, I enjoy that more. Like, I've seen Chicago, like, live, and it's good. But I don't... I, I would probably like it. I mean, I've seen a couple of shows on, like, Broadway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think just the singing when I'm watching a movie just takes me out of it, as opposed to when yeah, I'm seeing a live it. performance. I'm like, I don't expect you to act well, so you better be able to sing. Yeah, I feel you, like, for a musical, like, on screen for me, I'm just waiting for them to get through the song so I can find out what happened next. Like, I feel like if I could fast yeah. forward all the, <laughs> all the music parts, I would. I hate when they put crucial plot in the song, because I'm like, I'm not paying attention to this. <laughs> Queen Latifah is in that movie, right? Yes, yeah, she is. Yeah. Mama? Yeah. <laughs> that's her. So that's alright. And uh, the other one, I went to the movies and I saw Ready Player One. What'd you think? I think it's actually a really fun movie. It's good. I think it's very good. It's you've cool. never Corey. You've never read the book. I have not. So you won't be going through your head like they change this in the book. Oh, they, they change, change this in the they book. They change a lot. Yeah, they change like a lot of weird things. That, but there are uh, like little nods to the book. Like yes. I mentioned things. Can we talk about? Did you have a major problem with it? Because I had a major problem with it. A major problem? With yeah. It? Not really. I mean, it does a couple of dumb things. I didn't like. But I, my. My favorite part of the book is when he gets to meet Artemis at the end. Like, it builds up to that moment. And this, he kind of meets her halfway. And <laughs> yeah, that was a little soon. Yeah. So not so just to lose light in the yeah, subject yeah. a little bit. Uh, Best Picture nominees, the year that Chicago won. Ooh, hit me with it. Uh, Gangs of New York. Never seen it. The uh, Hours, Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers, and The Pianist. How did The Pianist not win? What was the, what was the one before is the Lord of the Rings? The best movie out of that one. That's the two oh, yeah. second one. No, what was the one before Lord of the Rings? The Hours? I've never seen any of the movies. Well, I've seen the one of the movies good. up for Best Picture that year now. Hmm. Meryl Streep, Julian Moore, and Wait, Cole no, Cameron. I've seen Two Towers. Yeah, I was going to say. I, if I had to rank them for that year, I like would two go. Two Towers better than Chicago. The Pianist, Two Towers, Chicago, 
The Hours. Is there another one in there? Yes. Did you say Gangs of New York? Yeah, I don't like Gangs of New York. I liked it. Well, The Penis cleaned up elsewhere, though. Best Director, Best, best actor. actor. Just not... It's not Best Picture. And what's funny, too, is... Oh, uh, Best Adapted Screenplay. Chicago didn't even win for, like, Best Song. No, 8 Mile. 8 Mile one, yeah. Yeah, Lose Yourself. I'm happy with that. I'm very happy with that. I didn't really like any of the songs in Chicago. You didn't like... Yeah, please name a song from Chicago. When you're good to mama, mama's good to you. <laughs> you actually pulled one out. No. And the, um... Pop Cicero, whatever the hell that what Cell block something. Oh, when the... When they talk about how they murdered all their husbands. Yeah, that's a messed up scene. That, 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 a- that solidified <laughs> that I didn't like that movie. Watching that scene, I was like, I hate this movie. What was it called? He Had It Coming? Is that the name of the song? Yeah. Well, Cell Block or- Tango is the name of the song. Okay, well, they say he had it coming a lot. Yep. He had it coming. Are these? So, like, are you talking about Chicago songs? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, no, we're talking about Ready Player One songs. <laughs> oh, even better. I'm glad I wasn't paying attention to that, too. There's no songs that really clear ones. Damn it! The Shining. That yeah. was a it's, it's cool weird. pull. That yeah. was <laughs> it's weird. It's very weird. Yeah. All right, and that is what we've been watching. Let's do the movie facts for Superman. By the way, this is the first Superman movie. Superman the movie came out in 1978. It's rated PG and it's two hours and 23 minutes long. Its director's name is Richard Donner, who directed way more movies than I thought he did. He also directed a lot of TV, but I'm not going to list that. He directed The Omen, The Toy, Lady Hawk, with an E at the end. Okay. Sure. The Goonies, Lethal Weapons 1 through 4, Scrooged, Radio Flyer, Maverick, Assassins, Conspiracy Theory, Timeline, the Paul Walker classic, and 16 Blocks. I've seen way more of this man's movies than I've ever seen. Richard Donner might be like a top five director of mine now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Really? Maverick, Conspiracy, The Omen, Lethal Weapons, Goonies, Lethal Weapons 1 through 4. I mean, you could probably do with that at least two of those, but... Lady Hawk with an E? <laughs> Lady Hawk with an E? <laughs> I've never seen I'm that. I'm about to say, I've never seen that. <laughs> I don't know what that one is. I don't know what that 16 Blocks was good. Yeah, I don't know that I've seen that one. Bruce, well, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis and Bo Steff, right? Is it Bo Steff? Or is it... Is um, that movie? Yeah. He's got to escort him, 16 Blocks. Exactly. 16 blocks between him and the courthouse. Mostef is the witness named Eddie who wants to open a bake shop. I like Mostef in movies, actually. He was in Be Kind Rewind, right? Yeah, and Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, yeah, he was not Be Kind Rewind. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good movie. In your face, Douglas Adams. Nobody cares about your movie. <laughs> what, Hitchhiker's Guide? No, no I, no, I don't think anybody does. He didn't make that movie. He just wrote the book. Yeah. Anyway, well, this movie stars... Marlon Brando, Gene Hackman, Christopher Reeve. Superman had third billing. Uh, Ned, yeah. B- Ned Beatty. Ned Beatty. I always say that wrong. Jackie Cooper, Glenn Ford, Margot Kidder, Valerie. It's either Perrin or Perrine. Not sure. Phyllis Thaxter and Mark McClure. I like that Marlon Brando gets top billing in this. Well, yeah, there's reasons for this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sequel has all the Wikipedia notes printed in. Not all the Wikipedia notes, but stuff I found interesting. Because I like... Some of them are highlighted. Like, the the casting aspect of this is fascinating. I'm going to let you take over for that, because I didn't read that part. Okay. But, uh, after we finish this. Sure. Budget of the movie, $55 which back then was probably a fuck ton of money. Yeah, it's got That's the highest uh, budget for a movie at that time. That makes perfect sense. It ended up grossing $300 million total. Uh, $134 million of that was domestic. That's a pretty good pull for 1978. 
I'm sure it got re-released at some point or back into theaters, but I'm sure it made a decent chunk of that change in the initial release. The scores. Rotten Tomatoes, 93%. Certified fresh. Audience disagrees a little bit, 86%. IMDb, 7.3 out of 10. And Metacritic, with one of the higher scores we've ever seen on Metacritic, an 86, with a user score of 7.8. Damn! I forgot to, I forgot to look if this was nominated for any awards. I feel like it was. Yeah, um... I don't know if it won. It might have won for special effects. The effects of this movie are considered groundbreaking. I, can see I that. believe it. It's just like I don't know. It's I so mean, different now. Just, just yeah. remember, it's 1978. I had yeah. to remind myself that like seven or eight times throughout the course of the movie. I think I was one and done with that. But I can imagine you watching. It's 1978. It's 1978. <laughs> <laughs> is you rocking in the field position? <laughs> no, that's ridiculous. I was on the side. <laughs> In the fetal position. <laughs> and let's get into our general thoughts of couch layouts. I mean, Superman the movie. It's sequel's turn first. It's sequel's turn first. Sequel, what did you think? I've seen this movie before, as like as a kid. I've definitely seen bits and pieces of every Superman movie because they were on TV. This is like the first time in a long time I actually sat down and watched it in its entirety. And I, I appreciate this movie more than I actually like it, probably because it's 1978. Corey, anything to add? I was worried that I was going to... Also, have you seen it before? Uh, bits and pieces. I, I, I can't say... When I started watching, I was like, I definitely have never seen this before. But I also remember seeing a Christopher Reeve Superman movie. And I think it was this one, and what gives it away is the very, very lavish underground mansion that Lex Luthor has. I vividly remember scenes down there. Overall, I think the, I actually think the movie's pretty good. They get a lot of information done, and yes, it's a long movie, but it doesn't feel super long, which is nice. But yeah, overall, I, I really didn't mind it as much as I thought it was going to. I actually liked it a pretty decent amount. I, I've never seen the movie before. I've probably seen like a clip here and there of it, but I've never sat down and watched it or seen like a big chunk of it before. So I was surprised. Yeah, it's 1978. Everything is very dated. But you have to remember, for the time, it was revolutionary, basically. It does an interesting... It tells an interesting story, like, in an interesting way. Like, they don't introduce the villain until really late in the movie, which is an interesting... Or, I mean, they introduce him, but, like, he doesn't do anything evil for, like, a very long time. It's really just showing off Superman for a while. True. But it was good. Um, I'm no expert on 1978 acting, but it seemed to be fine, except... Outside of a few hokey lines they wrote, which is, you know, it's a superhero movie, it's like the first of its kind, so... Is this the very first? I'm sure there's, like, black and white superhero movies. There was the movie where Charlie Chaplin played Iron Man. Is that a thing? No. <laughs> Why are you teasing me? Don't I know, tease Superman me was a television show, too. I guess you can make the argument this was, like, the first of its kind. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure that, like, I mean, if you, like, go online and say history of superhero movies, I probably have one random one from, like, the probably. The 50s. I mean, they had all the radio shows. They had the Green Hornet going on. And yeah, true. yeah. I don't know when they tried making a video version of that. But anyway, so I digress. This movie was pretty good. I liked it. And from here on out, we're going to be spoiling the movie Superman. If you haven't seen this movie that is 40 years old this year? 40 years old. When was it released? 1978. No, like date. I don't have that. <laughs> you don't have that in all your notes? 
Alright, first off, when I printed this out, it was way more pages. I was just looking for a few specific lines that I read at work today. <laughs> so you said, fuck Mother Earth, and threw out all the other pages. I did. Scrap paper, man. Use them as scrap December paper. 15th, so not quite for you oh. yet. Getting close, though. Damn Getting it. Getting close. It's out in theaters and Yonkers right now. Is it really? Yes. Oh, that's right. We were talking yeah. about this last week. So we're going to be spoiling Superman the movie now. If you haven't seen it yet, this is your last chance to get out spoiler-free, and you should probably see it. Let's go. You want to get my casting stuff? Yeah, I'm interested yeah. in that. Yeah. All right, so first off, um, the first person cast for the movie was Marlon Brando, and... He was originally cast as Superman. No, he was not originally really cast as Superman. He's he a little was... Touchold. Touchold. Cast as Jor-El... And his salary was $3.7 million, which was a lot for back then. And he also demanded 11.75% of the box office gross. That's it was 12% of box office gross. Right, so he had twenty, got $20 million out of this. Holy shit. And when he first uh, met with the producers... It's almost half the budget. He first demanded to appear, Jor-El's character, to appear as Dude. either a green suitcase or a talking bagel with his voice. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's serious. What? Based That's on serious. what? Yeah, it's just what he wanted to do. He's a crazy guy. And he had to shoot all of his scenes in 12 days' time, and he refused to memorize any dialogue, so there's cue cards all over that set. He's pretty much reading the entire time. Well, Brenda's like the worst. And he made $20 million on that? At that point in his career, he was like, the his, his, his yes. shit don't stink. If you wanted him, he's coming off The Godfather. You can do whatever he wants. I'll be like, sorry, Brando. Gene Hackman was... That's a no-go for me. <laughs> Gene Hackman was coming off an Academy Award win, so he was second to be cast. And again, his scenes were all shot in 12 days because he was committed to other projects. But he didn't phone it in, and he actually does a pretty good job in this movie, in my opinion. Now, for the fun part, the, the casting of Superman. Can't wait. All right, I so... They offered Robert Redford. Okay. Robert Redford thought he was too big, too big to do the movie. What? It's Superman. I, well, yes, but again, this if is like the too first old, I comic like, Yeah, movie. maybe. So I was just in the natural. Too old before that. How old is he in ninety in seventy eight? Not that old. Like, yeah. Probably in his twenties, I would think. Was he in his thirties in the natural, and that's in eighty four? Oh, okay. All right, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Burt Reynolds was also off oh, for the part. And, and I'm just thinking about what kind of movie we would have gotten. Um, I don't think we would watch it if it was Burt Reynolds. Sylvester Stallone coming off Rocky was no. really interested. Oh, no, God. thank and God. he wasn't considered. He wasn't considered? Was not okay, good. good. The look, though. No. I can picture him in the suit. Him speaking? Nope, terrible. I, I can't picture him in the suit. I, I could picture it. I don't know. He doesn't have the look for a Superman. Hey, with all his link. <laughs> Uh, Paul Newman, who had been a really old Superman, um, was uh, offered actor. He was offered his choice of roles as Superman, Lex Luthor, or Jor El for four million, and he turned down all three. <sighs> I wish he'd taken Jor El, kind of. So then they went to like more unknowns, and um, the people I interviewed, uh, I guess, auditioned for that were um, Bruce Jenner, coming Kate, off. You mean uh, Caitlyn Jenner as an Olympic champion. Um, the son of John Wayne, Patrick Wayne, was initially cast, but he dropped out because his father got sick. Okay. Neil Diamond wanted to play the role, and Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to play the role. So Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sylvester Stallone first battled it out for Superman in 1978. 
You know, it's... That would have been a hard pass for me. Yeah. Other people who lobby hard for the role that were ignored. James Caan. Um, James Brolin. Will Wagoner. I don't know who that is. Christopher Walken. Oh. <laughs> Nick Nolte. John Voight. Wait, what, what role is this for? Superman. Superman. Mm. John Voight as Superman. A little old. That's that's, that's that's pretty much it for the for the cast. I just thought that was really interesting. Good job on Christopher Reeve. Yeah, um, good right? job. He was an unknown at the time, and I guess he was the best of the two hundred that um, auditioned. I think even more than the, I mean, I think the movie that they attempted to make and successfully made needs a Clark Kent that was unknown. You know, it, it's always mild-mannered Clark, Clark Kent. Like, if you have, like, an over-the-top star playing in this role, there's no, like, they, you just don't believe it. You don't believe that this is a guy that nobody's going to notice walking down the street, that can just kind of slide by and do his thing. Like, you need some, like... A no-name actor plays that part well. Right, but and, I, you could see them going big, though, right? I mean, oh, no, no, I'm, yeah. not saying, I'm not saying that... It's kudos yeah. to him for not. <laughs> yeah, not if you also have Brando on, because apparently he wants all the money. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, offered Newman more. Brando demanded, uh, well, not with well, the they, percentage of the gross. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, like, they would have saved $16 million had Paul Newman decided to play Jor-El. Wow. That's insane. And he wouldn't have wanted to come out of a bagel. <laughs> <laughs> now, hopefully, maybe that's just like a Wikipedia edit that they didn't catch or whatever. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> we just read it on the air as if it's fact. So, Wikipedia. So, it's, so uh, take it at your own risk. Yeah. Nonetheless, I like the, I like, Christopher Reeves in this role. I, I it's hard for me to look at literally anybody else who has ever played Superman in anything and been like, "Yep, that's a better Superman." I, I like I don't Henry Cavill. I think he plays a really good Superman. Henry Cavill does play a good Superman. I just when I think of Superman, I think of Christopher Reeves. That's fair. It's it's I, he was Superman the first four times anyone was Superman. Exactly, I and history is tragic. Yeah, I think of what's his name, Dean Kane. Dean Kane, Dean TV, Lois and Clark, the yes. yes. Superman. <laughs> yep. For a while, I pictured him as Superman. Right. Like, like when you said Superman, Dean Kane was the first thing that came into my mind. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I don't think he's when like I haven't heard of him being in anything since that. He show. does a lot of Christian movies now. Mm-hmm. And that's his thing. Like God's Not Dead, A Mile in His Shoes. I feel like he also probably goes on like Hallmark movies. And like made for TVs, Maybe. which are also often Christian movies. Yeah. And he hosted Ripley's Believe It or Not that show for a while. Oh my that. God! Yes, <laughs> that's right. The Dean Kane cast. We talk about all things Dean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a short show. We only have like three episodes, and we ran out. We get the. Okay, say this differently. This movie is interesting because it is a lot of Man of Steel. Or I should say, Man of Steel is a lot of this movie. Yeah, I had no... Watching Man of Steel, because I'd never seen this movie, I yeah. had no idea they took, like, the entire opening oh sequence my God. from this movie. Yeah, yes, they did. The only thing that they changed between the two is that Zod actually comes back in Man of Steel. All right, so this is why I get, I get confused, because I've seen bits and pieces of, of all of these. Zod f- and... Uh, I forget the other two's name, but floating in it's that... not important. Yeah, floating in that... Glass. S- glass is a really, like... Stuck out in my mind as a, as a youngster. I remember Superman Return, Superman Two, yeah. that has Zod in it. So this makes me feel like they filmed these back to back. Like I feel like Superman One and Two is one incredibly long movie. 
Very possibly. They may have, but didn't they release it like four years later? It's 81. Or two years later? Three possibly, years later. but to get that actor to commit to that role and to have him come, like, that's a risk, right? Yeah. Wasn't that uh, Terrence Stamp? Possibly. Is it the same guy? Yes. He looked a little different on uh, Krypton than I remember him in, well, the gift that Matt sent earlier today. Like, like watching this, I'm like, I thought Zod was Superman too, because I show him at the beginning. You feel like he's going to be the villain of the movie. Yeah. Yeah, and then they do nothing with that. So that was literally just to set up another movie. Right, maybe... So this has been... Ha- there was mcu before MCU was a thing. Exactly. But even more 30 importantly... Years before MCU. Think about Think about Man of Steel. The opening sequence is practically identical. Except for the giant dragon he gets on. Well, okay, yeah. <laughs> that would have been amazing if they did it this every year. <laughs> what about, um, like, the Chinese New Year dragon? Oh, yeah, Absolutely. But, like, nonetheless, it's, you know, they imprison Zod, and then shortly thereafter... In the Phantom Zone. Yeah, in the Phantom Zone. And then shortly thereafter, Jor-El's like, hey, guys, we should maybe do something to, like, not let the planet die. No? Nothing? All right, I'm going to send my kid to Earth. We're just going to stay here and die, but not the kid. I thought it was, um, again, I kind of, background knowledge helped here, but in that moment when he, um... Is ta- like when he's talking to the uh, the rest of the council. He's like, "Me and my wife will stay." Like, like I thought that that was worded very specifically. I was like, <laughs> "I know why you said it like that," because you're gonna send your kid out. Do you find there's Christian undertones in that? Like God sending his son to Earth to like heavy handed, right? Pretty like, heavy. Yeah. They're all wearing glowing white clothes, right? So you got like disembodied God sending his son to Earth to protect. Yeah. Right. But not change anything. Like they, had, the people Rose still have to be allowed to be people. <laughs> yes, you cannot alter human history. Mm-hmm. You cannot alter human history. It is forbidden. Without what? seeing Super, Superman two for many years, do you think by him spoiler? Well, we're past spoilers. Yeah. Alter altering human history at the end of this causes Zod to come back through the Phantom Zone. That, was, that, would, that be would be a good lead-in, right? Yeah, it, would be. it would be. I've never seen <laughs> Superman 2. Yeah, but to it. Certainly not the beginning early enough to know one way or the other. But he also abandons that pretty quick. He goes from, like, not altering human history at all to being, like, the most famous person on the planet well, saving the world. It's not altering human history. That's altering, like, human future. He's not changing events. He's... He's creating yeah. new events. Right. I guess... Okay, that's fine, but at the very end there, there's no arguing that he well, changes human yeah, history 100%. there. Yeah, 100%. Yes. Literally turns... And he's warned not to, and he says, screw that, I'm doing it. One dad says no, the other dad says yes. You're put, put here for a reason. <laughs> to save this one girl. This is my reason. I think this movie is the perfect example of a three-act movie. Okay. Act one, you have um, Krypton. Act two, Smallville. Act three, Metropolis. It's a short act one, but... I'll agree with that. As far Correct, as structure, one. yeah. Right. It's, it's structured pretty well. It's a very long act two. It's a super the long. The Smallville act long. two is long to you? Oh, well, no, if you're counting just Smallville, then... Yeah, okay, then and the act then, three is... Act three is very long. Yes. Yeah. Act three is literally half of the movie. Because I... So t- I watched it today after I got done... After I got home from my tests, and uh, I, I sat down, I turned it on, started watching it, and dinner was ready. It was, dinner was ready, so I paused the movie to go eat dinner... I paused it at exactly halfway through, like 107 or 112, whatever, like, pretty much the exact halfway mark was, and it was the f- one of the first times we met Luther, I think, 
It's like one one of the very early times that we see a scene with with Lex Luthor. But it wasn't. It was also not it was very long. Probably well. him getting the robe handed to him. I think. It, I think it was. <laughs> but also, it was not very long after Clark gets to Metropolis. Like he's not. Well, he's not Superman for like a while. Yeah, he's not anything for a while. But that brings me to my next point, which is was for as much of this movie that he's not Superman, I think it's paced really well. Where I didn't realize how far into the movie I was without having seen Superman until I paused the movie. I was like. Holy shit, this movie's halfway over, and we have yet to see Superman. That part is paced well. I will say, though, I like the, the first part of the movie before he's Superman, but it gets way better. Like, I really enjoy it once he's actually Superman. Oh, yes. Yeah. It really picks up. Yes. Like, once he's, like, Superman, like, I guess, um, if you're, I don't know, a teenager going to see this movie for the first time, you're a big Superman comics fan, you just want to see Superman flying around doing cool shit, right? Yeah. And I think this movie perfectly... Puts that in play. They made a whole montage of him doing Superman stuff. Saving a cat, right? Saving a cat, saving a plane. But that's what's wild. We have that one... So he saves Lois Lane. He does an interview with her the next night. Montage him saving a whole mess of people and things like cats. Two nuclear warheads go off and he's got to save the planet. Like, that is all of the Superman we get in a two-hour and 26-minute movie. There's, like, a big gap in between the two. Yeah. So... I could see where people would say that they need more Superman, but again, I, I don't think I felt the need for more Superman. I enjoy, and I think it's because I enjoyed Smallville a lot. I enjoyed the the high school stuff for, with him. So you're the one. What? Who enjoyed Smallville? Are you talking about the show? <laughs> no, 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 not the show. About, okay. Oh, thank God. He actually his back his back his backpack says Smallville on it. Yeah, he says. Do you see a lot of Smallville yeah. sign on? Yeah, it. there's yeah. a. I think it's the the cemetery. So yeah, it's just a wide open field and yeah. it has one piece of gate that yeah. just has Smallville on the top. Yeah. I'm like, that's all the prop they needed. Exactly. <laughs> um, but like that that whole scene, you know, he's getting kind of picked on because he's not allowed to actually like play football. That's always strong. like, I don't know, even in Man of Steel has always endeared me to like his character. Because mm-hmm. I'm growing up, you know, a Superman fan. I feel Superman's too OP. It's just, I'm with you. I, I don't like him for that exact purpose. I mean, uh, if you watch Death Battle, I think they quantify Superman's power like perfectly. They say Superman is as strong as he needs to be. He has any power he needs to have. Exactly. And having his power based on the sun, you mm-hmm. know, like that's a thing. You're not you're not getting rid of Superman. He has a kryptonite. Fine, whatever. It's actually kryptonite. But him as a kid getting picked on and not being able to show off, that's like got to be so difficult. Yeah. Right? And then how does he how does he vent that frustration after he cleans up? He, he punts a ball about four hundred yards, right? <laughs> At least four hundred yards, and then he beats the he races a train. He races a train. <laughs> so for a kid who's trying to play it low key and be subtle, he ran in front of all the people on the train. All of the people on the train, and only the one little girl in her binoculars saw him, which apparently was supposed to be young Lois Lane. Really. That's is that is that what thinking? I read? In I don't know. All right, but it presents like a weird aging problem. A little bit, kind of, yeah. Unless I no, I don't know how accurate that is, but I did see it somewhere that it's supposed to be like. There's all sorts of weird aging issues sense. with this movie. There's a bunch of weird aging issues with this movie still. Well, they they address the the main one in uh when he gets to the Fortress of Solitude. He spends twelve years there. Yeah, twelve years. What? 
And they said, by uh, what doesn't Jor-El say, like, like this event occurred like a thousand, thousands of years ago? Mm-hmm. And he ate, he ate but his... he ages three years in the trip. Yeah. There's a lot of weird aging things. Like, I don't know if Superman ages... Di- I mean, I assume Superman ages at least somewhat differently. No idea. That could be a young Lois He's like though. Jack. <laughs> That's a good pull. <laughs> it's funny that you say that, that the girl on the train is Lois thing because you've seen The Natural recently, right? Yeah. All right, remember the little the boy after Roy Hobbs strikes out the whammer? He goes, hey, mister, what's your name? And he goes, Roy Hobbs, and he tosses him the ball. Yeah. Apparently, that's the pitcher at the end of the movie that Hobbs hits the home run off of. Oh, it's the pitcher that hits the home run off? Yes. I thought you were going to say it was the pitcher, like, on his team. No. Huh. What I like Lex Luthor's plan a lot. It's corny, and it works, and it's over the top, but I just, like, respect it. It's it's very unique to me. I don't know if they did that in a comic book storyline, but like, I don't know. It's, it seems like so, if I was watching a cartoon, like that's what the episode would be about. I'm gonna yeah. buy up real estate in the desert and get rid of California. So I'm New gonna beach west coast property. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I like the plan. I don't like that it's shoved into like the last 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's the only spot. Where the pacing of this movie becomes problematic. It's I too hectic like, at the end. Yeah. I love the way that... The, I, I like seeing stuff on Kryptonite. I like seeing him as a, as a youngster. I like seeing him trying to get his feet wet in Metropolis. Holy shit, we actually have to deal with Lex Luthor and a diabolical plan. And we've been... We're, we're almost two hours in here. How are we doing this? That's the biggest issue yeah, with this he movie. He just has him over to his study to tell him about his plan. And it's like... <laughs> What? Yeah. Oh thank, my god. Thank goodness he mentioned, was it Hackensack, New Jersey? Hackensack. Because if he doesn't mention that, Superman's not getting help help, help. at all. Yeah. Miss Tessmacher. Tessmacher! <laughs> That's right. Because as soon as he says Hackensack, and like... He's like, oh, my mother lives there. He just shakes his head like that. He, he looked at his watch <laughs> and just shook his head. Mm, no, she doesn't. He plays a he plays a solid Lex Luthor. He does. Yeah, he plays a solid Lex Luthor. I would say he's the best Lex Luthor. I've only seen three. And I'm I'll trying to think who the, the third one I made. Jesse Eisenberg and Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Yeah, he's definitely the best so far. Kevin Spacey doesn't do a bad job. Yeah, but those movies are fucking. We're boring. not allowed to say anything nice about Kevin Spacey anymore. Can't happen. Not at all. Not at all. Not on the air. Terrible anymore. job. In <laughs> Kevin Spacey. <laughs> You were the second worst part of that movie. The worst part of that movie is the fact that that movie exists. Yeah, you can say whatever you want about Kevin Spacey, John. It doesn't bother me. You were the second best <laughs> Kevin Spacey. So then he keeps his work. I like that little aspect of it. The um, he never lies. He never that he never lies, and he does. Like I think that had she not said that, he would have flown off. And done the San Andreas Fault one first. Probably. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Because Lois is there. Exactly. But because she makes the point to be like, well, you never lie, so you agreed, so I told me you'd do it first, I'll believe you. Yeah. I mean, that's good. I mean, it it advances the plot, and it's part of Superman's character. It fits him nicely. Because the one thing about, the one thing I will always give Superman, despite how much I hate the fact that he's OP as hell, is that he, he has. He's incredibly humanizing. He is so fundamentally, like, the best human out there, even though he's more than any human will ever be. He's still... Jesus. Yeah. He's still more human than, like, most humans, which is 
always an interesting thing well, when he they has, actually he show has it. all the best qualities of humanity in him, and he yes. actually uses them, unlike the rest of us who are all bags of shit. <laughs> I know, I am. <laughs> you know, there's degrees of it. I mean, compared to Superman. Yeah, compared, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, compared to Superman, we're all terrible people. But, that, but, I mean, and even in that situation, like, the the ultimate irony of it is that he made the wrong choice. Going after Hackensack first was not the right answer. Hack- I bet you the people of Hackensack disagree with you. I'm sure they do, but saving the, the missile that's going to Hackensack is, is going to make sure that Hackensack, New Jersey stays up. The other one makes sure California doesn't sink. More people live in California than in Hackensack. You know what I mean? Yeah, I... So you're making a quantity argument? I'm making a quantity argument. The needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few? Absolutely. Spock. Somebody has to say it. <laughs> the great philosopher? Well, Superman figured out a way to save everybody, did not, didn't he? Yes, he that's did. That's a really stupid <laughs> that's, way, but... That's what he does. Can we all agree that's the worst part of the movie? It's yes. terrible. Oh, my God. I stopped watching. I just didn't care. I didn't put it as my least favorite because it's too obvious. Now, again, as a ki- it's my least favorite by far. Because as a kid, seeing bits and pieces, I know Superman 4, Quest for Peace, is the worst one. So I automatically assumed that scene was in that one. But it's in the first one. I, I can't get over you it. You probably also assumed the plastic S... Is in the fourth one. <laughs> oh god, that's in the second one, right? Yeah. Yep. Can't wait to see that. I can live. I kind of like this. Got me like excited to see the second one. Actually. Oh, that's this is the only good one from what I hear. I heard this. I think people like the second one a lot. They might. And then they get that plastic ass. They're like, ooh, maybe not the best choice. All right, I have a a different scene that I'll I will post as my least favorite scene. All right. So, so it's the not so as that we're all not doing the San Andreas fault problem. I hope it's the other one. For the record, my least favorite scene is when Superman flies around the world to reverse its rotation, thus causing... uh, Flashpoint paradox. Exactly. So, like, he essentially time travels and is able to save Lois Lane when he's warned not to do that. He just does it anyway. But he turns back time and he doesn't solve the initial problem. He just moves... I I don't understand what this does. Saves Lois's life. That's the only thing he cares about. I understand that, but the rest of the things that had moved backwards still are still going to happen. Right? I don't think so. Yeah, it's a really weird time rewind because, like, nothing has changed except Lois hasn't gone into the, the pit yet, but then when he rewinds it, the pit never happens. The pit never happens at all. He doesn't have to save her. It's as if there's suddenly two of him because he went back in time and he never moved the, the first one. the weirdest thing. And for the <sighs> record, while this is not going to be my least favorite because it was too obvious, this is definitely the worst thing that happens in the movie, in my opinion. Absolutely. The, the time travel? Yeah. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah. I hate it. It's also, like, it just gets left there. It's shoehorned in in the last, like, three minutes before the fucking credits roll, and we, we don't get any satisfying reason or how he managed to, to make both work. Nothing. Just flying the wrong way around the earth. How did he time. know to do that? Like, I don't, he just gets angry because Lois is dead. He spent 12 years <laughs> in the Fortress of Solitude. They went over that? There was a chapter on <laughs> 12 galaxies travel. of information. 12 galaxies One of, of those galaxies figured out how to travel. For sure. But he can't interfere with human history. I figured Jor-El should have listened like Alright, we're gonna I'm gonna take this out. Like you can't. So he left it in because the only way to do it is to basically do what you did in a pool and make a whirlpool to yeah. throw on the earth. Yeah. That's how time travel works. That's why the scientists in our universe haven't figured it out yet. Makes sense. So uh my least favorite um 
aside or going past those, is the holdup scene in the alley after his first day of being at the Daily Planet. That scene is dumb, but I actually like it. Oh, I fucking hate it. I like. I appreciate the corniness of it. <sighs> I love when he catches the bullet and then pretends like he's asleep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> He's got he this. Got sli- afterwards, he got this sly smile on his face, yep. like "Ooh, you sneaky devil!" <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. He swag all day. He swag all day. It's just like I, I don't know. I feel like the whole situation was ridiculous. Oh yeah, from the gate. Yes, and I can't get around the fact that all the Superman had to do was like <laughs> flick, and like the the gun would have flown out of the guy's hand. He could have been like, "Lois, run! I'll take. I'll." Just, just go, Lois. I'll do this. Or, but that's not what Clark Kent does. Oh, God, I hate it. I hate it. The best thing was, what was his plan? Because he clearly wasn't going to stop the guy like while Lois was watching. So if Lois doesn't take action, what was his move there? I, I think know. his move was be like, I'm going to go get help, changing, changing the Superman, and do the first Superman thing right there. Fly around the Maybe world in the back it. of his mind, he was like, you know what? If I screw this up, I can always fly around the world and go back. <laughs> He's always got that. In his fucking back pocket. Face in the hole. There's... Alright, so, you know how Superman, like, in, like, comics, changes in a phone booth? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. That was fun. That, that was, was a fun, fun little nod. He, uh, there's one part where he goes past the phone booth and goes into a, uh... Because it's not a, an enclosed phone booth. Oh, that's why he did it? Yeah. yeah all right. It's, 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 a, it's like a little payphone they have set up, but it's not it. closed. All right, so but there's like, also, that's good. I, yeah, I, I, I really appreciated that one. Another scene, too, where he, um... He's like... Yeah, I don't know. He, like, um... Dies off a building, and his suit disappears. Oh, it just becomes a Superman suit. Yeah. yeah. That was weird. That was... I don't... Mm, all right. <laughs> Again, there's just certain things... That was one of them that I'm just like, meh, choices they made. This isn't, like, I, I can't tell if I like this scene or not like this scene. I found it a little awkward, though. His interview with Lois Lane on the rooftop. That's my least favorite scene. <laughs> really? It's it it's cringeworthy to listen to. What color underwear am I wearing? It comes out of nowhere. Is that, that planner made of lead? <laughs> I, uh, I have trouble seeing through lead. Let me give you other weaknesses I have. <laughs> Put these in the paper. <laughs> right? That aspect of it, and that that scene only exists to find out that Superman can't see through lead. Yeah, that that's it. Of course, there's an easier way. See, to See, here's the thing. So you need to have the Lois Lane falls in love with Superman and not Clark Kent moment. Right. Sure. Which you get, which is what the interview's for. I mean, you could also do that when she, when he saves her. Which it, which when it starts. Already. Which is when it starts, and then they have the the every every iteration of a super Superman movie that we've had that I can remember, has Lois Lane falling for him because of an interview like that, where he takes her flying. Superman Returns, definitely how it worked. The dude's got one move. Yep. And it fucking... And it works every time. If your move is physically being able to fly around the world, yeah, I think it'll still work. The... I still love that scene. I love how, like... I like once they uh, go how, flying, I like... Do you like that I like, part? I like it better than the interview. I don't like the can I'm, you read my mind... So, is that a song? You know what? I like that. I'm not a fan of that. I, I just forgot that that was part of it. I don't like that. <laughs> then physically flying, I'm fine with. I actually, start, I actually, I actually stop liking the scene once they start physically flying. Once, like the interview on the on the rooftop, I I love it when she's like, "How big are you? I mean, how tall are you?" 
<laughs> Again, I was like, <laughs> I see what you did there. I see what you did there, writers. I appreciated that stuff. What color are my underwear? I just bit my lip for those that can't see. <laughs> it's, it's everyone but me and Siegel. <laughs> it's everybody out there. Um, pink. Do you like pink? <laughs> I, I love pink. <laughs> I was hoping the whole time that she was, like, I guess singing, can you read my mind? I was hoping for her to be like, no. (laughs) (laughs) No, yes, shut up. (laughs) Please stop. Um, Is that like a radio or something? This is where she, like, falls, and, like, you see Superman's face. I almost expect him to eye roll, like, ugh. (laughs) New flyers. (laughs) Did he break the fourth wall there? No. No. Okay. I, I, I thought for half a second... If it wasn't an eye roll, I thought he looks like, at us and shrugs. <laughs> I thought he did. I thought he like looked at the camera like, "Here I go again," and then fl- <laughs> like, "Lucky I like her, otherwise <laughs> that's how I break up with this. my girlfriends." <laughs> <laughs> how is but, it's I, the beginning and the end of the relationship? I'll think, let's let's go fly. I don't want. No, we're going fly. <laughs> it, it's a Superman's version of we need to talk. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that what happened to my super ex girlfriend? I've never seen it. I don't know. That has uh, Owen Wilson, not Owen Wilson, yep. Luke Wilson. In it. Oh, Luke Wilson, you're right. Yeah. Luke Wilson and um, Uma Thurman? Sure. Maybe. I think Uma Thurman is the super ex-girlfriend. Again, going back to Clark Kent knowing all of the knowledge of 12 galaxies, but not knowing how to be a regular good old-fashioned human, what is his plan after he drops her So he drops her off, flies away, changes back into the suit to knock on the door to take Lois out on the date, and then he's thinking about being like, oh, by the way, Lois, I just left you two minutes ago. I'm actually sick. What? Why not just be like, hey, if you put glasses on me, I probably look like your uh, new coworker, right? I don't know. Nerdy Clark makes Superman look that much better, right? So Superman's his true self, so he wants... Part of his disguise. Oh, so you... Okay. So that's the other way for you. Yes. Because he goes, I'm going to take you out for a hamburger. That'd be swell. <laughs> Nobody <laughs> says that anymore. Cheeseburgers. <laughs> Who says swelling more? Well, it just rolls off my tongue. Something else. No, I'm not saying it. I'm not doing this. I'm not going to fall into mass roll. So for, like, the first half of the, um... I guess not half. The first half of the scenes with Lois Lane in them. So, like, once she comes on screen and, like, first couple scenes. I was... I kept being like, where have I seen this one? I can't put my finger on it. For a while I was like, is that the chick from Raiders of the Lost Ark? Like Karen Allen. Nope. That is not yes, it is not the same person. But then I looked up her IMDB page. I don't really recognize her from anything. <laughs> she's been in Superman. No, she's been in a lot of things. What's her name? What's her name? I don't remember her. It's name. uh Margot Kidder. The good news is I really don't have much else to say about Superman. So. Well, what's your favorite scene? Oh my favorite scene. Probably the first time we actually get Superman being Superman. Uh, when he saves Lois in the helicopter and stuff. That's I just, also my favorite. It's just such a great scene from top to bottom. It's so fun. Yeah, it's so... I loved it. You get it, you get the fast turning in the um, in the door, which is a callback to a scene because he had problems with that door earlier. He catches her, and then he catches the helicopter like it's nothing. You get some he fun banter. He holds fucking weird when he flies. Yeah. Like, how does it, how does it work? He's, he's just holding on. He's not, like, lifting it. Yeah, right. Just, exactly. He just, like, grabs it, holds it, and it just stops. That's a fun scene. My favorite scene. It's just kind of stupid, but I like when um he goes to, like, Lex Luthor's lair, and there's all these traps set up. 
they're just like watching it on a monitor, like watching all the bullets fly at Superman, and then like the the ice and the snow. I, I just enjoy it a lot. And then the punchline at the end of that moment is also really good. My lawyer, my lawyer will send you a bill for the door. <laughs> yeah. You just tried to kill him in like thirty five different ways, and you're going to send him a bill. Yeah. yeah, he's nothing if greedy. If not greedy. He's got the worst henchman on the planet, though. My Otis? God. Oh, Otis is terrible. He's funny, though. He's hysterical, yeah. but he's so Otisburg. bad. Otisburg! <laughs> Otisburg! <laughs> I'll race it. Mrs. Tessmacher gets her own, but the final race it. <laughs> <laughs> she has... She wears... In, she has interesting... Uh, attire? Attire. She has, she has classic supervillain love interest yeah. outfits. Until she has to save Superman... And then she's wearing all white. Of course, purity. of course, she's going in the, in the water. She's wearing all white. But yeah. like, but like, this, like the physical clothes themselves. It's not like they're like lacy or scantily clad. It's just like a white sweater and some and some jeans. First time you see her, she's wearing like black lingerie, for a lack of better terms. Yep. Like it's fucking weird. But I guess you're right. Classic is. I think I'm gonna watch Superman two this weekend. That's a ballsy move. That was a ballsy move. I hope my disc isn't scratched for Superman too. I just I'm excited for it. That's why I guess like if you want a movie to get you excited about part two, I think this did the job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think def- you're definitely ready to see the next one. I actually forgot by the time this movie was over that Zod was in it. I was like, oh yeah, like when you guys were talking, about it, I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's right. Stupid little scene happens that doesn't pay off at all. We'll see how Zod comes back. It's got to be because of that, right? It's a pie-eating contest. That'd be interesting. He wins it in the Phantom Zone. (laughs) I guess the big brute guy. (laughs) We only only have enough energy to send one person back. What? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. I'm in progress right now. We gotta write that movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we do. That's a a movie. That movie writes itself, though. It does. It kind of just did. Exactly. All two hours, just pie-eating Superman (laughs) 1.5. Zod's Trials. One thing I do want to touch on with this movie. Please. I love the score. Yeah, it's really good. Oh, yeah. It's got Star Wars written all over it, which is John very Williams. funny. Yeah. yeah. I was oh, like, is this... John it's like a fun game to play. It's like Star Wars or Superman. And what's cool about this is not the... Um, it's He was not the first choice for the role. It was Jared Goldsmith, because um, Richard Donner directed The Omen before this. Mm-hmm. And yep. Goldsmith did The Omen, and Goldsmith had scheduling conflicts. So we never would have got this iconic score. And I've never played Star Wars or Superman. I've played Superman and Indiana Jones. Mm. Mm. That's a good one, too. They also really let the score flow through the movie. Like, it's not... For a lot of newer movies, anyways, I feel like you kind of have to be paying attention to listen to and hear the score, unless it's, like, that phenomenal of a score. Whereas with this, like, every time anything happens, the score is, like, permeating throughout the scene. This one, is, it, this one does pepper in the score a lot, but there's also a couple of weird moments where there's no background noise. Yeah. It's just yeah. nothing. And that, that's jarring a little bit. The use of, like, bassoons and shit for when Lex Luthor and or Otis are on screen. Awesome. Because it just sounds like dumb and evil. Mm-hmm. You're just like, that just... It just works! It's so simple, and it fucking works! And they then, do some really cool um, cinematography. Like, uh, when Clark is about to leave after his dad dies, 
so he's like out in the distance at like the end of like the cornfield or whatever, and Mama Kent walks out and says goodbye or whatever. That was such a long walk for her. She it, is yeah. old. Yeah, she that was a, that's kind of fucked up that he made her do that. Yeah. <laughs> but we get this, um, we get that gorgeous tracking shot with like the wheat field though. Yes, that shot was awesome. Again, that reminded me of The Natural, too, when yeah. I was watching it. <laughs> Especially with, like, uh, the heart attack death. Because that's the opening scene. I don't know, this movie and The oh, Natural yeah. very, very similar. I'm sure The Natural borrowed heavily from this. I guess it makes me... You didn't read off Richard Donner's name as directing The Natural, because if, yeah. if you did, I'll totally see it. You <laughs> definitely didn't. Going back to the score real quick, I know this is classic DC, but their scores are better than Marvel's. I love this. It's iconic, and the 1989 Batman is iconic, and they did a really good job in Justice League putting both of them in. Okay. And yeah. the only memorable Marvel one I, I I can think of is Avengers. But yeah, no, you're right. Like, I can't think of... Does Iron Man have his own score? Like, I No, he has the song Iron Man. Right, okay. <laughs> but like... Guardians of the Galaxy has Awesome Volume 1 and 2. Yeah, but... Like, they don't have original... Like, the original s- score is... Yeah. Not that memorable. I mean, it's it's nice. Like, I've listened to the score of, like, Winter Soldier and mm. I think the first Avenger. But, like, it's good, but, like, I don't remember it prominently being in the movie. The you Avengers know. score, that main that, that main score that we get for the Avengers and all anything that's Avengers-oriented. Yeah, in the including Civil War trailer. War. Yeah, yeah. I that's guess a, I fucking love that, too. I do like but. that. Wonder Woman's was pretty good, too. Oh, Wonder Woman's is... Awesome. Oh, Wonder yeah. Woman's score is really good. It's it's distinct, like it sticks in your head. And I guess that, that weird guitar riff. Right? Yeah. Wow, wow, wow. I guess oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it well, but we both God. failed so bad. Oh, God, that's fun. so good. I guess Marvel does uh, a better better uh they use popular music, right? So mm-hmm. like they make better soundtracks. Right. So like they make song and rock. We all yeah. love that and oh. Iron Man's an obvious choice, right? Yeah, it's, and it's a look really awesome on the nose. <laughs> but awesome, the, but the, the awesome mix two isn't that great either. It's not that great, but it's with with the with awesome mix volume one. It's um, it fits the movie so well. Yeah, like you have to continue it. Yeah. Plus, awesome mix volume one used all the most awesome songs. Yeah. So you know. True. I like the song Brandy a lot. It was probably my favorite. I love that song. <laughs> That's like my favorite song on volume one and two, I guess. Like, mm-hmm. out of all of them. Yeah. Stones? Sure. Yeah, we could do that. We all did our favorite in these here, right? We did. We did. Cool. Yep, so this is the part where we rate the movie that we reviewed. How we do that, we have a system of Infinity Stones from one to six. That's our scale. One is the low end, six is the high end. Whatever we give it, that's what it gets. And if we give it six stones, we can also give it a gauntlet, which is the highest honor as possible. I'm sure Superman would like that. <laughs> Let's find out if he's getting any. Actually, he doesn't need one. He's, like, really powerful. He could probably take out Thanos. Superman doesn't need your gauntlet. <laughs> I'd re- I, I was just thinking about that fight in my head. Thanos full gauntlet versus Superman. Who would come out on top? I'm Superman. Let what, what us know. Podcast at gmail.com. Is it nighttime or is it daytime? Doesn't matter. Is it on Earth or near Krypton? Because he has his power from the sun, Joe. Uh, Corey. So can we still fight in the? I know, but he's more powerful when the sun's out. Got it. Okay. Fair enough. He's Thanos most knows that he's gonna block out the sun. He's then. most pa- like Mr. Burns in the episode of the Sims. <laughs> <laughs>
Yes. Hello, Hello darkness, my old friend. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the song that he sings, though. God no, damn it, which not. one is it? I don't know how this one's going to play out, but this was one of the most fun ones to do. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good one. This is going to be hectic. <laughs> really bad to edit, but it's fine. Just leave uh, it. Let it roll. I don't know if I got up there. Yeah. <laughs> I explained the scale. Holy shit. You did, you did. Ah. I said Superman is near yeah. gauntlet. <laughs> I appreciate it, but he doesn't want it. He'll put it on a shelf with other knickknacks. Right. He's <laughs> finding the Superman's garage. It's not even so. a real one. <laughs> so now, without further ado, let's rate Superman the movie. I think Corey goes first. I do. Corey um, goes first. I don't know that I'll go back and rewatch this movie. If it's on, I'll probably stop and see where it's at, and if it's close enough to a Lex Luthor scene, I'll, I'll watch it for a bit. And usually that stops it from getting a four for me, but I, I, I found that recently I kind of have to abandon that, because some movies, they just deserve fours. And this is one of them. It's, it's a good movie, it's paced well, the acting, all the performances are as good as you can expect out of a late 70s, early 80s movie. I don't know if Jimmy Olsen's good. Who's Jimmy Olsen? Photographer. Oh, uh, yeah, fuck that kid. <laughs> we didn't talk about him all episode. Let's not start now. <laughs> so I think that this movie is, is solid. Uh, it's a four-stone movie for me. Sequel, agree, disagree? I'm at, like, a five until that last freaking scene when he, when he flies around the world. Like, I really enjoy the movie up until that part. And that's just, like, you know, it annoys... It's just like, not a way to end a movie. No, it's just dumb. I mean... I don't know how it played to the 1978 audience if they thought it was, like, the right thing to do. I guess seeing it for the first time, you was probably pretty shocked that Lois Lane died. You're like, oh, wow, how are they are they bringing her back, or is he going to stay dead? And, you know, it annoys me when a character dies and doesn't stay dead, and they come back because of reasons. This, this was the first one to do it. Apparently. So, for that, I'm going to, it's kind of, I'm out of five, I'm going to take away a stone for that scene, and I'm going to agree with Corey and go with a four. But I feel it is rewatchable. That's fair. There's a lot of fun scenes in this. I just don't think I'm going to go back and do it myself. I'm scrolling through, nah, probably not. I had a ball watching it. Especially the, the after he becomes Superman until the whole time reversal thing. Like, that part, for me, is infinitely rewatchable, because that part doesn't age to me. Like, I was just as, as excited watching that as I am when, like, Iron Man does something cool, or when Wonder Woman does something cool. That was the only good DCEU thing I could think of. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I think I can fix that last scene on the shoehorn that cool. is, and I think I would just prefer they do the classic, like, he gets to her just, just in time, time. as he... opposed to the awful, awful... Setting time back by the damsel in distress tied to the railroad tracks. Yep. He saves her. That would fit in perfectly with Superman. So I don't understand why they didn't make that choice. He's also like crazy, super powerful. You mean he couldn't like just like flick her chest and start the heart pumping again? Also, that the I Rock in San Andreas can save his daughter by CPRing hard enough. Why can't yeah. Superman do it? Exactly. Spoilers for San Andreas. I'm sorry. I didn't see it. So. I like that movie. It's a fun movie. It's, it's fun. It's real dumb, but yep. it's fun. And that checks out. And so, yeah, I managed to not give my rating and spoil San Andreas yet. <laughs> That's a good day for you. This movie is in really high four, almost borderline five territory for me. They'll really, I don't think stupidness is a word, but I'm going to use it. Stupidness of the flying around the planet just, it sinks it back into four for me also. But it's it's very good. I can understand why people 
love this movie as much as they do, and why people think it's one of the better superhero movies. Even I read a review from like 2006 that was like, "This is still the best superhero movie," which you know isn't saying a lot. You can make that argument. But they had though. some Spider-Man's yeah. and the X-Men, which is pretty decent. Batman 89. Batman 89, and some people like returns for reasons I don't understand. Because it's a fine movie. It's fine. It is. It's fine. It's fine. But yeah, so. High four. I'm giving it in the four range for me. They did a good job with it. They don't fall into a lot of the classic blunders that superhero movies have tended to fall into. They made a good movie that happens to be about a superhero. They were also the first one to make all those blunders in some cases. So yes. it's endearing because it's the first one. Right. It's not like they copied it from anywhere. That's true. And that is our review of Superman the movie. If you want to let us know what you think about it or stuff we missed, if, if you're a big Jimmy Olsen fan and you want to champion Jimmy Olsen and think he deserved more airtime in this episode, get into contact with us. The first way is sending an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Send us a gif of Jimmy Olsen on Twitter at zthpodcast. Uh, Please do. Oh, by the way, you can't do that because they aren't any because he fucking sucks. You can also take pictures like Jimmy Olsen. Shots fired. <laughs> and send them to us on Instagram at ZTHpodcast. So when you said the first part about Twitter, like, I want them to find a gift of Jimmy Olsen tweeting something. It was Jimmy Olsen on Twitter. That'd be even cooler. If, they, if that exists, that's that's awesome. One of our four fans, please send that to us. Yeah, please. Hey, we're on Facebook, facebook.com slash ZTHpodcast, or search for us in Facebook, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes end in E-S. And if you're one of the many people who's upset with Facebook and don't want to do that right now... Go on iTunes, give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. And if you want to give us a review with that rating, we'll read it on the air. If not, that's cool, too. Because Apple's so much better than Facebook. They have their moments. Yeah. (laughs) We need those stars, though. And also, if you don't want to go on iTunes, just tell people about the show. It's called Zero's Talking Heroes. You know that because you're listening, but they don't know that because clearly they're not listening yet. But they should be. They should be. And then you can talk about it, and that's fun. Cause idiots together. <laughs> you can nerd rage about things we got wrong, which I'm sure people do, and they should. If if you are right now, because I guarantee you, at least one person's angry about something we said about this movie. Which is, I'm sorry. Which is fine. <laughs> we're, we're open to discussion here, guys. We're by no means experts. We just see the movies. Yeah, and like to talk about them. We call them like we see it. Exactly. <laughs> and we're more than willing to hear your side and discuss it with you. On all of the platforms that we just discussed. Except you can't call in. I'm talking about my boss. Whenever he has the podcast to go, he always wants to call in. Not that kind of show. Not that kind of show. And that's all our social media stuff. Next time on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be doing Mystery Men. Here it goes. It's an often requested movie that we're just getting around to doing now. Sorry. We love you. So on behalf of everyone, thank you for tuning in to Zero's Talking Heroes, and remember that every movie out there is someone's favorite movie. I guarantee you Superman is. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Good night, everyone. Superman the movie 1978 it's like I don't even have to say anything at all what is it rated <laughs> PG-13 I'm gonna get is it PG-13 it's PG no PG-13. there's no PG-13 in 1978 PG then
I'm going to say it got a G rating. PG. Okay. Would you care to guess the run? No, I'm not going to do this. Run tomato score? No, run time. 90, uh, run two hours, 23 minutes. We know that one. Yes. <sighs> God damn it. <laughs> I know the budget. Hold on. <laughs> Jump in the shark here. I bet it's got a 93 on Rotten Tomatoes. Certified fresh? Probably. <laughs> Yo, and it all just <laughs> I'm out of here. <laughs> I'll just go play Overwatch. He's like, my boys have grown up. <laughs> I'm both proud of you. <laughs> and extremely and disappointed. I, I can, I'm disappointed because I can see the distance. Coming <laughs> it's like when you're... Sun beats the you don't want to have a catch anymore. Basketball <laughs> for the first time. I'm never gonna have kids, so that day never comes. <laughs> it's a good way to live. It's like we're your kids, Joe. No, no, no. I wish those was a video. All right, Joe, go ahead. Give us all the information. I won't comment anymore. <laughs> Take it from one. Ah, 